Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. For those of you that didn't notice, Florida was doing great long before Ron DeSantis got there. People are fleeing from New York to Florida and other places because of high taxes and out-of-control crime. It's really bad, not because of the governor. Thank you, Mr. President, for doing that. But it's not because of the governor. Florida was doing fantastically. You had a governor named Rick Scott who did a very good job. Even Charlie Crist, a Democrat, did a good job, and he had very good numbers. Sunshine and ocean are very alluring. It's not too hard to work with those factors. So just remember, Florida was doing really well long before Ron DeSantis got there. That ad is insane. And I would love to hear somebody defend it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, what's going on? 833 got Tony 833-468-8669. I didn't say you can't have ads from Trump hitting Ron DeSantis on policy. First of all, Ron DeSantis. See, he does the whole Ron DeSanctimonious thing, but then he shortens it to Ron DeSantis because you can't use DeSanctimonious and DeSanctimonious twice in the same paragraph. So you got to change it up. Even though, he, as he describes it, he doesn't think Ron DeSantis is actually sanctimonious, so I don't know why he calls him Ron DeSanctimonious, but none of that matters. What the hell is this ad? This is a video that he has out. Charlie Crist was a good governor, too, is the most insane ad campaign you can think of. Go after DeSantis on policy. Why? He's not really a good governor. He's not really a big deal. He didn't do much to Florida. Everything's fine. But if you think he did do do a lot, don't forget, I'm the reason that he's now governor. I'm the reason. Fleeing from New York to Florida and other places... Because of high taxes and out-of-control crime, it's really bad. Not because of the governor. Thank you, Mr. President, for doing that. Wait. Either you're the reason Florida has the great governor, or you had nothing to do with it and Florida doesn't have a great governor. He can't. It's... Oh, God! It is all so much! There is a theory that Trump is surging. That there is a real feel that for anything anybody wants to say about Trump, get over yourself. This guy is pushing through to the finish line. Was it 40% of Republican women want Trump? I think I think that was was the number. In, I forget where the, the the poll was. Hold on. This was Washington Examiner. Yeah, here it is. Washington Examiner had uh, the, the, the story. 40% of Republican women voters would support Trump for the 2024 election. Almost twice what DeSantis got. He got 23%. Haley at 9%. Pence at 5%. The poll was released by Fox News. 
That's a really intense number because what we were told is that women hate Trump uh, because Trump's a misogynist, Trump's a sexist, and Trump's grabbing people by the you-know-what and doing all the Trumpity Trump, Trump, Trump things, and therefore all women hate him. Uh, Not so much, is it? They don't hate him. And I would argue that the 23% of women who said DeSantis... 22% of them, if Trump was the nominee, would vote for Trump. I've had some people yell at me when I discuss this about uh, Trump supporters. Uh, Yell all you want. My argument is clear. The DeSantis supporter, if Trump is the nominee, will vote for Trump with 99% of them doing so. That is not true of the Trump supporter if DeSantis is the nominee. It will be nowhere near 99%. They are hardcore, and I refer to it as idol worship, and I apologize to no one for being correct in the assessment. It would be a different thing if I said, uh, Donald Trump can't win the nomination, no how, no way, no, that's, that's not true. Oh, you know that's not true, right? Trump has all the opportunities in the world to win the, the the nomination. As a matter of fact, I think one of the, the great misnomers that might be out there from people on the political right who believe their own internal compass versus uh, facts is that the political right is absolutely disgusted with Trump wants nothing to do with him. No, no, no. It, it, it's, it's Bill Crystal who's dis- disgusted with Trump. But who gives a damn about Bill Crystal or David French? People look at aren't discussing policy and saying Trump bad. They're looking at videos like this one right here. But it's not because of the governor. Florida was doing fantastically. You had a governor named Rick Scott who did a very good job. Even Charlie Chris, the Democrat, did a good job and he had very good numbers. That's the stuff that turns people off. People are not turned off by Trump on policy. They're turned off by Trump and that kind of insanity. That's a dumb ad, kids. It's just dumb. It was meaningless. It was nonsensical. It was valueless. It never had to happen. You guys have been with me a long time. And let me tell you, I appreciate the hell out of it. How often have you heard me discuss... How much I abhor self-inflicted wounds. And how I describe these things as leg kicks like you would see uh, in MMA, in mixed martial arts. The idea of one person going down, or a person going down from one leg kick, that's not really the way it works. Le- the, 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 the legs, you're, you're, they can handle a hit. They can handle two hits. They can't handle 22 hits directly on the thigh. It just starts getting black and blue. It just starts getting painful to plant. And if you cannot plant that lead leg, how do you expect to generate any power through the hips? If, if you've never boxed before, if, if you've never thrown a punch before, the, the, the power is not in your arm. 
The power is an extension of how you are able to plant yourself and turn your hips to get the proper extension of that arm while you're getting the proper rotation of that arm to then hit the target with force. But that power comes in that, would you call it torque? That turning, which only can come from planting your legs properly. You can't do that. You can't throw a punch. Thus, leg kicks on your opponent are extremely important because they prevent the ability for your opponent to engage in a standard style. It takes them out of their rhythm. Now picture doing that to yourself. There's only so many of these. I despise this stuff. And you might say to me, well, Tony, that's because you're weak, cats. You're a weak little pansy who doesn't understand that Trump's the future, so you just shut your face and just accept Trump and get the tattoo and start putting the flags out. It's a theory. I'm not going with it. This is silly. This is silly. Now, I would argue it equally silly that people are just nonstop right now about Ron DeSantis. Everything's a conversation about Ron DeSantis. Everything's a campaign about Ron DeSantis. I think that's kind of valueless. Now you're saying, well, Tony, the press won't stop reporting on him. The press, he goes to Iowa, and there's the press, and he says this, and there's the press, and then he has a conversation um, regarding uh, lockdowns with uh, Glenn Beck. So... The, the white the White House task force was hammering me for like the first like really like three months because they wanted me to be uh, you know clamping down harder and um, and and she you know so and she so I so I called I was like Deborah just tell me when in American history model has this been done and what were the results because like I kind of feel like you know we're flying blind here and we may be doing things that are gonna be damaging and then she said she's like you know it's kind of our own science experiment that we're doing in real time and that didn't sit well with me no. I mean you know you're a citizen of a republic you're not a guinea pig and so uh, I think that that there's a whole bunch of other things I talk about in the book you remember the um, George Floyd riots yeah, yeah, the epidemiologist yeah. because people were saying You've been telling people to you have in. to stay in your home. And like in Florida, they were killing us because even in those early days, you know, when we were following federal guidelines loosely, but we were following some, we were playing golf. I mean, the villages, they're, sure. they're setting record for golf. People are boating, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. They were so mad at Florida for doing that. People on the beach, all this stuff. That was their position. You are killing people if you leave your house. So then all these people are like thousands of people are protesting. 2,000 of these epidemiologists write a letter saying, we do not condemn these protests uh, because of COVID. Indeed, we think they're vital for public health right. because they're fighting it's racism. It's a bigger disease yes. than COVID. <laughs> and so that's, that's when I knew. Is it? Now, if you want to be a guy who feels the need to respond, because here's Ron DeSantis saying of the Trump administration team, yeah, they were a bunch of yahoos and this was unserious and we weren't going to pay attention to any of this crazy. I get that. If you tell me that was Trump's uh, purpose, I get that. And I don't know the timing of, of the two things. But your conversation would be one about covid But Trump doesn't feel he can have a conversation about COVID, does he? 
Can't have a conversation about COVID because maybe the way he handled COVID wasn't what? So great. Maybe he regrets keeping on Dr. Burks, regrets keeping on Dr. Fauci. Maybe, just maybe, what had to happen was more people had to be listening to Dr. Robert Redfield, who was running the CDC and who is very, very clear, I mean, super clear about the idea that the virus indeed leaked from a lab in Wuhan, and I don't think there's any conversation, or he's not having any conversation, about the idea that the United States was funding, doing the funding of labs in Wuhan. Maybe he doesn't want to have that conversation. Maybe he doesn't want that to be the story. So he can't answer a question or respond properly, even though the response should be, Operation Warp Speed got us a vaccine in record time and saved millions of lives. Now, that's going to be an issue with Trump supporters who are going to say the vaccine's a death trap when it's not. And I don't think it would be all supporters, but it will be many. Many who would say such a thing. So, how does he respond? Was saying Ron DeSantis ain't that great? Which argument works better? Trump saying Ron DeSantis ain't that great? Or, or DeSantis saying, yeah, I heard that the federal government said I thought they were crazy. I didn't pay any attention. It's a better conversation. It's a better conversation. Trump should stick to policy. And then in the policy debates, he can engage the hits. But this, this is a self-inflicted leg kick. He looks silly. He looks ridiculous. He looks like, for a guy who is surging, he looks like a guy who's in the back of the pack, desperate to be noticed. It was a mistake of an ad, a mistake of a video. And Trump doesn't have to make mistakes. Dude, just don't play into that. Don't worry about Ron. You do you. You do you, and you'll be much better off. I didn't realize I'd have to advise Trump on this level. I just didn't know I'd have to do it, but here I am for hire. I'm Tony Katz. Twenty seconds where I thought Tucker Carlson maybe is one of us, and then like by minute by second twenty one, I thought, wait, he is intentionally sharing disinformation with his audiences and treating them like they are stupid, frankly, Mm. so that he can save his job, save viewers, and make money. Mm. Um, That's the part that's the most horrifying to me. I am horrified by the disinformation, but the fact that they knowingly did it, that is what I think is, in my view, the most problematic. I'm glad to see Jen Psaki is opposed to disinformation. She's opposed to the idea that you would knowingly lie. Doesn't explain why she went to MSNBC after watching them lie about Trump in Russia. Look, 
If you want to argue that Fox did something they shouldn't have done, you're allowed to make the argument. You're allowed to take the data and make your argument. What you are not allowed to do is make the assumption that no one else has ever done it. You're not allowed to look the other way from your own organization. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Let me share something with you on Twitter from a, from a yutz. Now, it's my fault because I'm the guy who put something out on, on Twitter. Uh, because I am, I am exhausted by um, these frauds who get tremendous views for putting things out out of context. The latest was Aaron Rupar, in my view, my estimation, engaging in fraud when he misquotes Matt Taibbi purposefully. Matt Taibbi, one of the reporters who was there in front of Congress when Delegate Stacey Plaskett of, of uh, I was a Dominican, starts demanding that he share his sources for the Twitter files. And when he doesn't, starts referring to him as so-called journalist, him and, and, and Schellenberger. Um, and he's giving his testimony. The video's right there. And Aaron Rupar, who fancies himself a journalist, in my view... Right? He's allowed to call himself a journalist. I think he does it more independently. It's not that you can't. Purposefully lies and doesn't share the context and leaves out parts of video and of transcripts to try and lead his audience down a road. To which Taibi is like, Aaron, why don't you quote me accurately here? It's really come to this for you? And the answer is yes. Aaron Rupar will misplay purposefully content to move the audience. So I said it's a reminder that Aaron Rupar is a propagandist and not a news source. Act accordingly. The response I got from a, a, a an account on Twitter, I assume it's a bot, a reminder Tony Katz is a liar and a joke. Now, you can put out anything you want, but I, I asked the question, does it change any statement I made? You think I care that someone does that and a lot of followers, no followers? What, what does it matter? It doesn't change the reality of what Aaron Rupar did. He's not a news source. He is a propagandist. Me, I never argued that I'm a news source, although I do bring news and sometimes I've broken news. I do commentary. I am so honest and clear and forthright about this. It freaks people out. Freaks them out. I'm not interested in these people trying to tell me that they are somehow the good and virtuous ones and not looking at their own house. I think Fox has got some things to answer for. I, I think that this is ugly. Then again, I'm not sure how much of this I buy into. But if CNBC isn't going to notice, I'm sorry, CNBC, MSNBC isn't going to notice their failures over Trump, 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 and Russia, 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 CNN, you hire Andrew McCabe, who lied to FBI agents while he was in charge of FBI agents, and you want to talk to me about decency? This is why people don't trust. They just, they just throw up their hands, ah, and then they go drink. I mean, this is why. So I think um, for um, uh, Jen Psaki to be so uh, righteous, 
um, fails to recognize where a full audience is at. But then again, that's what happens. You don't care about half the audience. That's MSNBC. Not me. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz today. Decided to call Mike Pence homophobic. That's shocking, I tell you. Absolutely, positively shocking, I say. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Find everything. TonyKatz.locals.com. The former vice president's homophobic joke about Secretary Buttigieg was offensive and inappropriate, all the more so because he treated women suffering from postpartum depression as a punchline. Um... Pence was at something called the Gridiron Dinner. Uh, journalists and politicians. And people have been making a lot of his Gridiron speech because he went after Trump. It, 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 it was nothing, as I see it. This is for geeks to be geeky about geek things. And Pence said that Buttigieg took two months maternity leave whereupon thousands of travelers were stranded in airports. The air traffic system shut down, and airplanes nearly collided on our runways. Pete is the only person in human history to have a child, and everyone else gets postpartum depression. Okay. Not the best joke, but not bad. I mean, in in, in the pantheon of political jokes, that's not bad. If that to you is homophobic, you're a ridiculous freak. You're just ridiculous. Then Chastin Buttigieg tweets out, an honest question for you, Mike Pence, after your attempted joke this weekend, if your grandchild was born premature and placed on a ventilator two months old, their tiny fingers wrapped around yours as the monitor beeps in the background, where would you be? This is a nonsensical argument from Chastin Buttigieg, and I want to say for the record, this is not a good guy. Chastin Buttigieg is a jerk. Chastin Buttigieg is a spoiled, spoiled jerk who thinks that somehow he has right on his side you if you could not do the job because you wanted to be at your child's side you leave the job well that's wrong people the judge shouldn't have to leave the job why not millions of people make choices every single day every single day they make choices about what they're going to do and how they're going to do it they make choices between their job and their family you can't have it all chastin so choose as a matter of fact why didn't you tell pete to choose his family over his career what's wrong chastin why doesn't your family mean more to you you really want to have this fight i'm going all the way Chastin Buttigieg is a jerky, jerky, self-absorbed, entitled guy. People make choices between their careers and their families every single day. Your argument is Pete Buttigieg, he's the Secretary of Transportation. He should have unlimited paternity leave. That's not the way the world works. And should the world come to a standstill for it? That's the question. And the answer is no. I didn't say to you that to you, your family isn't the most important thing in the world. I don't argue such a thing. How dare you tell everybody else they have to wait for your family? Exactly, who are you? And why is it I'm the first person in America to have to talk to you like this and bring you into a sense of reality? You, Chastin, are not special, and no one gives a good holy damn that you're gay. Do you get it? 
No one cares. You're gay. Whoopee. It's not interesting. It's not exciting. It's not important. You're a father. Yeah, like millions of other people. And fathers learn quite quickly. They have to make decisions. In the moment, over time about their course, about their future, and how they're going to best raise their children, and some fathers do it wrong. Some fathers do it wrong. What's Pete doing? On the job, the the kids still don't need a father? They needed the father there in that time. Not a doctor, the father. Let's be clear about what we're talking about here. No one would fault him if he said, I'm staying with my kids. But the job has to get done. Let me ask you, if you're president of the United States, which he dreams about, and so do you, Chastin, when there's an issue with his kid, and his kid is sick, and his kid needs serious medical care, will the country stop? Will China stop pushing will russia stop invasions of ukraine will there be no bank defaults because your baby is sick the world doesn't stop for the rest of us it ain't stopping for you grow up the joke was fine it wasn't homophobic and you are a jerk for saying so i do not know why these things are so hard for people to say i don't know why it's so hard to tell chastin to be quiet If you think that you did the right thing, you think you did the right thing. You don't have to respond uh, to Mike Pence. And what are you going to do? Show how decent Pete Buttigieg is and how awful Mike Pence is? That dog won't hunt because there are plenty of parents who aren't able to provide for their children because of the supply chain issues that Pete Buttigieg has done nothing about. There are plenty of people who miss saying goodbye to grandma on her deathbed because they couldn't fly on Southwest Airlines and Pete Buttigieg was nowhere to be found. And there are plenty of people who are unsure how they can bathe their kid in East Palestine and the Secretary of Transportation was nowhere to be found after a train derailment. Let me tell you, I had no plans of telling this story. I had no plans of sharing this with you. I found this story just by looking at things during the break. It took me no time, absolutely positively no time, no pre-thought on any level to be able to understand exactly what was being said by Mike Pence, exactly what's being said by Chastin Buttigieg, and why the White House is full of crap when they claim that Pence's jokes were homophobic. It's garbage. It took absolutely no time to recognize the failure of Chastin Buttigieg's conversation, which is not based on reality. It's based on elitism. It's based on the fact that he's a jerk who believes somehow he is special because of his sexuality. And I swear to you, amongst all the things that makes that man wholly boring, that is somewhere in the mix because the man is just boring. So there, move that to the side. Let me move on to a part two, which has to do with the state of Indiana and a piece of legislation that's working its way through the General Assembly. This legislation, it's a Senate Bill 477, threats to critical infrastructure, amends the statute prohibiting the use of public funds to purchase equipment or services 
produced or provided by certain prohibited persons determined to be a national security threat to communications networks or supply chains. Tony, you don't have to read us the whole bill. Just tell us what it's all about. This is a piece of legislation that would say that it's not allowed, you're not allowed to sell land directly adjacent to a military installation to anyone who is a citizen of Russia, China, Iran, or North Korea, or to any company or agency as reported by wishtv.com. Headquartered in those countries unless approved by the Governor's Homeland Security Council. Conceptually, I understand this legislation. You cannot trust a Chinese national, a Russian national, an Iranian national, or certainly a North Korean national, and how would a North Korean national even get out of the country? They can't buy land next to military installations like they tried to do uh, in Grand Forks, North Dakota, where the city said, no, we're not going to sell it to China. We're not selling this grain mill to them next to uh, um, the the air base. Absolutely not going to happen. And those people are national heroes. I talked about it then. National heroes as far as I'm concerned. And so this legislation says that it can't be done unless approved by the Governor's Homeland Security Council. I oppose this legislation. And I met Senator uh, Justin Bush, State Senator Bush, uh, the other day. Nice dude. I'm not mad at anybody. I want to be clear about that. But I oppose the legislation. The legislation should fail. Because it doesn't go far enough. First, this should not be about land next to or adjacent to, as written, uh, military installations. This should be about land throughout the state of Indiana. No Chinese national, no one with ties to the Chinese Communist Party should be allowed to own land in the state of Indiana, and anybody who does should be forced to sell it at fair market value immediately. Otherwise, it should be taken by the state and put up for public sale. No Russian national, Iranian national, North Korean should be allowed to own land in the United States, nor a business in the United States. And they should be given time to either vacate or the business uh, itself should be sold. Now, that would probably be more on the federal level. But certainly, the state can make it very difficult to operate if you're a Chinese national. I don't care how many people you employ. This is a time of war. That's what we're talking about here. This is a time of war, and it is for us to be on a war footing. Chinese nationals can't own land in the United States and land should be taken from them. I, I, I joke you not. When we talk about the Constitution, the Constitution is for Americans, not for others. It's for us and not them. They can't own land in the United States. We take it back. Also, there should be no student visas for anybody from China, Russia, Iran, or North Korea. And by the way, again, North Korea and sending anybody? None of it. No. I don't care if you're paying the full ride. I don't care if the universities lose out on money. I don't care. Tell them to reach into their endowment and be quiet. Don't want to hear their complaint. So number one, you shouldn't be allowing them to buy land anywhere in the state of Indiana. None of these nationals. None of them should be allowed to buy land in the state of Indiana. The second problem is that it states about being approved, unless this purchase is approved, by the Governor's Homeland Security Council. I don't trust Eric Holcomb to make that call, nor would I trust a Democratic governor to make that call. 
This is about the national security of the state of Indiana, never mind the United States of America, and some governor shouldn't be allowed based on some commission, which, I mean, they're always hand-picked, hand-picked commission, you know it's going to be said that way, to say, oh yeah, no, it's okay if China owns land next to this military installation. It's never okay. And since it is never okay, why would we ever give a place for it to be okay? No, this legislation is not well thought out enough. It's not. This legislation is about trying to get to the problem, but it's afraid to tackle the problem. The problem is that there is no quarter to be had for Chinese nationals, and I don't care what money they spend. The answer is no, we won't have any of it. And any state that does, that's a state to get out of, that's a state to shun, and the federal government should act. And you're already seeing kind of inklings, even amongst the Biden administration, that there's there's a recognition of this. Well, that recognition has to be made full. And Indiana has an opportunity within this to really be a beacon to other states. This is how it's done. We just say no. And we don't create a carve-out, a caveat, an escape hatch by which some commission put forth by the governor could say, oh yeah, in that case, it's fine. Because someone's got a cousin to a cousin to a cousin. Because someone's got a business that's going to be able to get cared for by uh, this enterprise from a foreign national. No. And don't tell me it won't happen. Of course it can happen. And therefore the answer is no. But the bigger answer is you're our elected representatives and we should not be people who can be usurped by a commission. Well, commissions appointed by the elected governor. Please, we're talking about the agency branch of government here. And when a governor's elected that you don't like, that you don't agree with, you're giving them way too much leeway, way too much power. So don't, don't do it. Do not allow Chinese nationals or Russian nationals, Iranians or North Koreans to own land or companies in the state of Indiana. That's the only rational course there is. Uh, If you could amend it, if you wanted to amend it, don't allow Pete and Chastin Buttigieg to own land in the state of Indiana either. That's a personal one. That's a personal one. I really do hope they're going to be happy in Michigan, though. Uh, They they deserve each other, the Buttigieg's and Michigan. I mean, after all, hasn't, hasn't South Bend suffered enough? I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. Just a reminder, uh, the authoritarians are all around us. And I was talking about this earlier. I'm so bothered by this. I don't know how Republicans are not all over this, saying this simply can't be allowed. That the minute there's a problem in the United States, the minute there's some trouble in the United States, the minute things go sideways in the United States, authoritarians move to be authoritarians and push aside the Constitution when the Constitution should be made for the front and center. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. This is about Senator Mark Kelly of Arizona, who should be reprimanded for what he said, just like Senator Chuck Schumer should be censured for saying that Fox News should not be allowed to show the videos of January 6th and Tucker Carlson should be stopped. And oh, by the way, uh, that happened.
I'm 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 out of my head about that, as as you well know. Where are these videos? Forty thousand hours given to Tucker Carlson. Where are they? I want to see them. Why would anybody be opposed to seeing videos? That's weird. Well, they could give away serious security intel. All right, you can win on that one. Don't show me those. Give me the other thirty-seven thousand hours, which could show really interesting things. We want to see it. That's not saying that it wasn't a riot on January 6th. It was. It's saying, let's see it all. What are we afraid of? Since when are we afraid of information? Well, Chuck Schumer certainly was when he's screaming that Rupert Murdoch shouldn't allow Tucker Carlson to show it. I want to see the damn videos. And certainly when Senator Mark Kelly, Democrat from Arizona, on a phone call with the Federal Reserve, with the Treasury Department, with the FDIC, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, talking about, of course, Silicon Valley Bank, said, is there a way to censor social media to ensure information doesn't get out that would lead to a run on the banks? That's according to Congressman Thomas Massey, who said that that Mark uh, Kelly said this. That is censure. That's a guy you throw out of the Senate. Hey, something bad happened. Let's make sure nobody talks about it so we don't have a problem. Let's make sure no one talks about it. The Constitution doesn't say in a crisis, rights go away. When bad things happen, you have the right to silence other people so you feel better about yourself. This is gross, ugly stuff. These authoritarians never stop, never rest, never quit, ever. They're awful. And I really and truly don't believe that we as a society should accept this from our elected officials. They should be held to account. Mark Kelly should be lambasted for this. Lambasted? Either way. And that Republicans in the Senate don't hold them accountable? Nuts! This is Tony Katz today.